Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We just have a good rhythm together, you know. He sort of feels me out, I feel him out. And, uh, we go for it. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the worst no. idea of no. all time. No. This freight train stops for <laughs> no. no one. Not even my co-host, Guy Montgomery. <laughs> you, you are wrong. I am starting this week's episode. It's you're the being... Tim Bat Express. No. Hello and fuck you if your name is Tim Bat. I'm Guy Montgomery, <laughs> the chairman of the worst idea of all time. And I've just watched Sex in the City by myself. Chairman of the board. B-O-R-E-D. It's a Norm MacDonald bit, and you know it. <laughs> it's no lie. Hey, Tim, it's I'm going to ask you a question yep. I don't care about the answer to. How are you? Okay. Wow. There's no way to answer that the way you've phrased it. I'm going to ask you a question I genuinely want the answer to. How is your partner who's been very ill recently? Is she feeling any better? <laughs> uh, she, yeah, she's feeling a little bit better. Well enough that... Good. Uh, she came through to the lounge where I was watching Sex and the City just in time to watch the movie end and I sort of lured her and I had a duvet on the couch and I lured her down to the couch and then as the credits rolled, I took the remote, I put on Sex and the City 2 and I've now left the room with the remotes and she's still kind of too frail to do anything about it so she's just <laughs> against her will watching Sex and the City it's 2 up. in the lounge right it's now. Not right don't understand why you would do that to someone you love. Yeah. But then again, if you haven't seen it 50-something times... Big and Carrie are currently at the big gay wedding meeting a couple who can't believe they're not having children. Does that bring memories flooding back? That's early. Here she comes. She's got a long way to go. She's got a real furious look on her face. She's trying to find the remotes. (laughs) How are you, darling? <laughs> there was a bit of playful anger there, but also a bit of genuine anger. So it's a wonderful morning Both to be guy. Through. Where are you? Paint a picture. So me, Tim Bat. Yeah, you. At my parents' place in hey, nice. the nation's capital. Uh, I'm shirtless and cool. unshowered and unfettered. What's on your bottom half? Jeans. Some light jeans. They've got to rip in them. What the I hell? Got these jeans, I, I got these jeans Why are you for like... What? Go why on. are you shirtless and wearing jeans? It's 9.30 in the morning, so everyone knows, by the way. I, I have, It's kind of warm in the room, and uh, I've got headphones on, so it's sort of hard to 
put a t-shirt on over that. You, you know? could have put you could have put the t-shirt on before you put on the headphones. Why, why would you? Why would you do it? Sometimes you just gotta smash out Sex in the City. And uh, did you watch all of Sex in the City in jeans and no top? No, I have to confess, I did watch half of it last night. Ah, uh, um, I did my festival show. Yeah, and then did a lineup show after that, and then got home at about midnight and cranked out half of it, and then um, had to get up very early this morning and watch oh the my, rest of it. Oh my god, you make me sick. Got me lit like a candlestick. Can't get enough of it. You got me going again, baby. You got me going again. You make me sick. Did you do it all in one bite yourself? I did. I got up at 7 a.m. I watched the Netflix edit, which is to say two hours and 20 minutes missing the Halloween scene, the Halloween dream, I call it, and mm. the extended oh fashion parade in Carrie's walk-in. Tim, I was born in Manhattan in the year 1962 on March 21st. I'm the son of Patricia and James. Who am I? 1962, you are Samantha Jones. In 1987, I was driving a rented BMW in Enniskillen, Northern Ireland. Fuck. Cynthia Nixon? She's got red hair that's Irish. No, I'm not. Boy. I'm not Cynthia Nixon. In 1994, I was the here. voice of adult Simba in popular Disney film The Lion King. Adult Simba. I only remember Jonathan Taylor Thomas was young Simba. Adult Simba was... Crap, I can't remember. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know. You can do this. Come on. Are we done here? No, we're not done until you get it right. Uh, You want more clues? In 1997, I married actress Sarah Jessica Parker in Manhattan's Lower East Side. I see. We're back back on the Broderick buzz. Oh, wait. Is that what you were saying about the car thing? That's fucking awful. We don't talk about that guy. And we have talked about us not talking about it before. I was just giving you the clues okay. I had in front of me. I don't write the quizzes. Mate, you do, though. This is the thing. You do write the quizzes in this particular case. I don't write the quizzes. I just read what's in front of me. All right, mate. I got one for you. Go ahead. I was born in Christchurch in 1987. Who am I? Tim Bat. Yeah, Fuck all, y'all. I actually wish I did have one to hand, but I don't have any, like, devices on me. And I Tim, like how I come we never prepared. talk about the way that Samantha grabs Smith Jared's dick? At what point? When did she grab his dick? He presents her with a very carefully... Uh, it's and a jewelry box. Yeah. She doesn't that know that. Oh. No, I think she does. No. This is why we haven't talked about it. She doesn't obviously. know. I'm going to pull up the tape 
Got this thing you don't need to pull up the tape. Just take my word for it. He arrives. He says, it's our anniversary. Okay. happy anniversary. He's got what appears to be uh, an erection at a right angle from his body. And yeah. she's excited. So far, I like what I see. She takes yeah. her right hand, reaches across her body and into that sort of, you know, when you're wearing uh, jockeys and there's that like air. It's, what's that for? When you take a piss, Tim, if you're yeah. wearing jockeys like those, do you lift? Do you do you do you put your penis out of the weird like uh, slit that is in the side of the jockeys where Samantha's hand reaches for Smith Jared stick? Do you? But not often. It just occurred to me. I never use that. I I I go over the top of the underpant. But is that what that's that that's, that sort of slit or flap is for? I presume so. It might be airflow. I don't know. I don't make underwear for a living. But I reckon it's probably the piss thing, right? I don't know. It's got to be the piss thing. I reckon it's the piss thing. But it is weird. I wonder. I wonder how many men do use it for that. It's an interesting question. I mean, to me, right now, that's not to say this will hold up outside of the confines of the podcast. But it's got my brain burning. Okay. You've like you've never once used it like that. No. I haven't I even thought I haven't, to I haven't even thought about it. I haven't even thought about yeah, the fact yeah. that there's this whole extra bit in our underpants that goes unused. Maybe. Maybe it's to get hand jobs. In emergency anniversary situations, hey. as displayed by Samantha Jones. And now Smith you're Garrett. thinking like a Sex in the City fan. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, they so now that we've solved that mystery, that. what do you think of the way she she reaches, assuming she is reaching for his penis? What do you think of that? I want to engage with you in this fantasy land you've created, guy. But in my heart of hearts, I believe Samantha Jones knows pretty early on that there's a, a gift in there for her that is non-biological. It's pretty... Um, her whole her whole thing is assuming know everything. That's mm, true. You know, she's seen it. She's been around it. It's been around here for the last five years, I think. Yeah. You get to know a dick. Probably four years at that moment, because later in the movie, she says, I've given it five years. I'd be able to recognize you, even if you're in big underwear. How would you recognize me? What's my identifying trait? There's that big dick I'm used to. Um, uh, uh, Height, (laughs) your body shape, and the gait of your walk. Those three things combined, I reckon I could pick you in the lineup if you were fully shrouded. Do you think I've got a distinct gait? Everyone does. By not having a distinct gait, that that in itself is distinctive, you know? That might be true. Do you know how I'd identify you, Tim? How's that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to pick you out of a lineup of 100, you boring little fuck. Oh, look at that. I got sassed. You, you got licked. Up, you got licked, brother. I got owned by a fellow frosty fella. Fuck man, what was your what even was your watch this time though? Emotionally, I don't care about the physical realm. Get some like, sleep, groomy. Mm. You took to Twitter today. Briefly, I was looking for respite, man. Big Jude Carey again. Mm-hmm. But don't worry, they get together at the end. Chelsea came in right as they were. Uh, in the walk-in wardrobe at the fancy apartment when she was picking up the shoes before leaving. 
and uh, Big proposes, and she said, do you know, if Carrie said no, this would be a perfect movie. And while I disagree with half of that statement, I also agree that it would be an improved movie. Yeah. It wouldn't How do we all, make this it, movie better? It wouldn't all be for nothing then, is my feeling, as it currently is. If you could recut it, recut the footage that we have existing already, do you think you could cut like a, a pretty good a 90-minute film out of it? Do you know what? I would I would not do that. I would cut a film designed only for you and I, where I would oh. consecutively cut all of... I'd, I, I, and like So instead of having the stories overlapping as they do, I'd do it where... We deal with Samantha's storyline in one go, Miranda's storyline in one go, Charlotte's storyline in one go, and we'd cut out Carrie's storyline completely. We'd only see Carrie as a featured player in the prominent storylines of other characters. And I reckon in doing that, we've probably shaved... I'd say we'd be watching a 50-minute film. Yeah. And Carrie, and I mean, stronger too. And it would be interesting because what you'd see is you'd see these other women talking about their lives and problems, and then you'd sort of see Carrie just, you know, drifting in to talk about her own problems over her friends and not listening to them. And instead of following those threads of story and finding out the bigger context of those problems, you'd just be sitting there thinking, "Wow, they got to cut this Carrie character or at least friend from their lives because she's a bad friend." That would really shine a light on can how I, shit of a friend Carrie is. Can I share some feelings with you right now? Is it about what I just said or is it unrelated? Because I'd really like to talk about what I've just said. No, it is It is. It is related to what you just said. I'm just, I, I just have to tell you, I feel so agitated talking about this film today. Because it's like, I went to all the trouble of watching it again. And now it feels wrong that we have to discuss it. No, but we have to. I feel very angry about that fact. It's imperative. Okay. It's imperative. We're dealing with a, a fifty-minute film dealing with just the just the gals' individual threads. Samantha wouldn't get a lot of screen time. I don't like. Oh, I guess none of them kind of do. That's, That's the beauty of it. Hmm. Don't you think she'd miss out, though? It's imperative. It's comparative. It's the narrative. It's my friend Tim. Oh, no. We're really... No! We're not going anywhere. You're going to tell me about it. Do you think the movie's better or worse for it? Do you think that this would highlight how much of a shit person Carrie Bradshaw is? Hey, there's no escaping the fact that reducing the duration of this film is good. It is a universal good. Mm-hmm. And reduce it, and you're right. Reducing the amount of Carrie Bradshaw would be phenomenal. She's the most detestable character in the whole tally play. Worse than Mister Big. Right her out. Imagine if, uh, imagine if, um, you know how they floated the idea in Sex and the City three of Big dying. How fucking bold would it be to kill Carrie and do a whole movie about that? Like she dies at the start. It would be a sensation. You'd go to that, eh? That'd be a real cultural moment. Everyone would just be so confused. Okay, actually, this is a question I'm interested in. They do what say you know bury the rumors. Sex in the City three does get made. It gets a cinema release. Do you go to watch Sex yes. in the City three at the cinema? Of course, wouldn't you? 
Absolutely, I would. Yeah, we'd go together. I'd I be think. there in a heartbeat. Like yeah, we'd have to. You'd owe it to yourself, wouldn't you, to see what happens next? Yeah. Um, summer I th- smash hit movie, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He plays out the fun-filled fantasies of the typical teenager, or the ex-teenager. Take a look. This is my ninth sick day this semester. It's getting pretty tough coming what? out with illnesses. If I go for ten, I'm probably going to have to barf out the lung. So I better make this one count. What's up, man? Dude, that sounds like such hot garbled mess through your fucking Bluetooth thing. And the... Good God. The only reason why I know it's Ferris Bueller is because of the, um, I recognize the music. <laughs> it's a great 1985 interview with a young Matthew Broderick on CBS about Ferris Bueller. Fucking happened to that guy. It must, be, it must suck to peak that early. Maybe we have, though, to be fair. We haven't peaked. And we did not reach, some people don't, didn't reach the heights of a big film. Some people don't peak. Yeah, true. Some people you just... you have peaked? Absolutely. Oh, no. Not. Fuck gotcha. Puncture. Oh, Puncture. Guy, I need to talk to you about something. It's important. Try me. It's my shining light. Well, no, it's not my shining light. It's just an interesting point. I'll pick something else for the shining light. Um, When... The gals are consoling Carrie in Mexico at the restaurant, and it's just before when Carrie says, "When will I will I ever laugh again?" Mm-hmm. And Miranda says, "Yes," and she says, "When when something is really funny." Behind Miranda, there is a a dude in a blue shirt, and it's like the extra changes the actual the actor portraying this this background character, but the shirt remains the same. Same blue shirt, two different guys uh, wearing it. They hot it, swap uh, an actor no, out. I'm interested in this only because not this week, but like, or not week, but not the screening, but the last screening, I mm. saw. I was looking out in the background for green shirt because we see a guy in a green, and, and, and you know, I don't know that you and I see eye to eye in color all the time because we're probably talking about the same guy. But when they arrive in the room separate to the restaurant, there's like a small dance floor going on and there's a guy in a green shirt dancing with his partner. Then when they sit down, when they cro- when they cross-shoot the table, so you see, you know, singles on all the gals talking at the table, in the background of various different frames, we see various different gentlemen wearing various uh, different versions of a very similar green shirt. Like three guys are wearing green shirts at this restaurant that night. And um, oh my god, this is the new dress thing, isn't it? What one of it? What the, are the two colors of that dress, brown and yellow. Or something? One of them, one of them is the guy and the couple who is uh, later abused by Miranda because she says, "I think we're on their honeymoon." And she goes, "Yeah, it's all so hot." Three days in. By the way, that line's always irritated me because I think Miranda needs to just, you know, I understand that she's upset, but it, it bothers me that she would antagonize people who are just. You know, they don't know what's going on in the, the table next to them. They're just trying to enjoy their honeymoon. Yes, it is a pretty grotesque display of PDA, but they're just trying to get, you know, they're, they're in love. Let them have their moment in the sun, please. You don't need to bring down everyone else's vibe. But if I sat through that meal, knowing that my experience of being cheated on and not necessarily abandoned, but having my marriage dissolve, you know, with a child involved in this in the situation had been 
it seems to me the only day that that experience had any currency as a group conversation amongst the friends was the day after it happened. And as soon as they talked about it once at a meal, everyone was like, wow, way to go, team. We really helped solve that problem for Miranda. Now we can all get back to our own lives and problems. So she's sitting through a meal where everyone is just jostling to be heard with their own problems that are so minor in comparison to hers. This guy's like, fair enough, Miranda. Fucking... If you can't blow up at your friends because they all suck and they're not going to respond, tee off at anyone. I get it. You're angry and you have every right to be. Oh, I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. But again, there are innocent bystanders who are copping it from that. I agree. Wonder. Not the best outlet for her anger. But also, uh, I can see this week I saw where it was coming from. And all of that to say, I think there is a oh, little... good. There's a, a, a little more mystery to this green-blue shirt, multiple extra, multiple costuming snafu than uh, either of us have found out so far. So next, next screening, we should both keep an eye to that. And that next screening actually is going to be... Well, um, can I... This Sunday, in a, ahead of our live show at Whammy Bar at 3 p.m. in Auckland City. Tickets still available. Yeah. Um, can I tell you something? I'm actually, I pulled up the scene. I've been watching while I've been listening to you. And uh, I, I can see where I've gone wrong here. But man, in terms of like shooting, it was very, it's very dumb what they've decided to do. They... It's at um, an hour and six minutes and a half by Into our the director's um, cut. usual director's cut edition. And over the shoulder of... Okay, over the shoulder of Carrie, when they're in a slightly wide shot, there's a guy in a turquoise shirt over her um, right shoulder. And then they punch in to Carrie. And over that same shoulder is a different guy in the same shirt. I'm fucking onto something here, man. They're different people. Is, is, are you sure that he's at the same table? Are you sure we're dealing with the same extra and the angle hasn't slightly it's a, changed? It's a, it's actually quite hard to tell, but it's the exact same shirt. 
It fucking looks like two different guys to me. It must be the same guy, but the way they've shot is it, this is... There's, there's every chance it is two different guys. It's... In the same shirt? What kind I'm of telling you, was going on in the costume department? I reckon, I reckon that they didn't bring enough shirts. And so they <laughs> said, we're just going to have to... No one's going to notice. We're just going to have to put three of our male extras in the same shirt and we'll just shoot around it. It's funny because that doesn't make sense either because then presumably there's some shirtless dude who would see every now and then. No. Otherwise, why wouldn't you just remove them from the shot? Well, uh, yes, on the cutting room floor, there is footage of two guys. Like, if you, if you watch the entire scene in the wide shot, you will see one green shirt being rotated amongst three guys. So t- two different roving shirtless guys in frame and one green shirt doing the rounds. But they very cleverly edited it, so it's just slightly confusing. Just, <laughs> yeah, they're very good at editing. I'm only mildly baffled by what's happened here. You just got a text. Hey, I, I wrote I wrote down my shining light. Congrats. I didn't think I did, but I did. Can I share it with you? You seem so disinterested. Go for it. It's Miranda who makes three expressions inside of a two-second period when Big isn't at the wedding venue and it gets revealed. The way she contorts her face, because it's such good acting. She goes from, oh my God, this is really bad. This is like horrifying. Or she kind of, she, it's, it, okay, here's the, here's the scope of the reaction. It's, huh, that's weird. Oh my God, I think he's not coming. And then catching herself with that horrified realization on her face, she then has to correct it for Carrie. So then she she goes back to like a feigned normalcy, and it happens all within two seconds. It's fucking brilliant, man. It's really strong face acting. That's what acting is. Acting is reacting. There are no small parts. Yeah. Only. Only guys dingus. <laughs> That's not funny. Ah, That's not funny. Okay. All right. Well, what's your shining light then? Apologize. I apologize for my earlier comment. It was in bad taste and it is untrue. What comment? Be, be specific. That there are no small parts, only guys dingus. Thank you. Do you know another moment that was... Uh, really good acting, Tim. Gone. Was uh, it's after the maybe after actually arguably the worst piece of acting, which is when Charlotte decks her pants. Uh, it's when the other three women laugh hysterically at the you know this tragedy that's befallen their friend. Yeah, and it's tragedy. It's the audio. It's the it's the it's it's a this is going to sound controversial, but for me, what makes this such a good bit of acting is a combination of the audio and the visual. Can I say that? Oh my gosh. Where are we at? I'm with telling you, bit? with her, they're like they're yeah, all sorry. of them. Go on. Samantha, Miranda, and Carrie are all laughing hysterically, loudly, and for up to ten seconds. The laughs don't feel forced. It feels genuine. They all do a really good job of selling the fact that this is as funny as they are reacting to it being. And uh, it's no mean feat. 
it, it helps sell what is otherwise a very dodgy bit of acting when they do that slow zoom on Charlotte's face. God knows what the director was telling her when uh, she was pretending to shit herself. But um, it was Mattress really... Pikelet had just done a mountain of cocaine and said, I want to make one of those 80s comedies, but only very briefly, i.e. a single shot. We're going to have Charlotte shit her pants. We're going to put this camera on a dolly and we're going to do one of those slow zooms that they do for the reaction shot to sell like a... I don't even know. who would the, It's like a Chris Farley bit or something, you know? Yeah. Something you'd expect in Tommy Boy. And they did it. They did it. They fucking went to town on it. My man. There's no place in this movie. I, I'm just so angry about talking about Sex in the City is where I'm at today. I, it feels unfair, and I'm fucking furious about it. I, uh... Ripeable. Yeah, look, that's totally fair enough. Um, one thing we also haven't really spoken about, and I know you don't want to talk about it because it's in the movie, but we're going to have a crack. Uh... Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of really flip-flopping on my feelings towards Miranda in this film today, but uh, we haven't really addressed how little respect Miranda has for illegal Cuban cigars. Yeah. Sometimes when you share a stray observation with your co-host on the podcast, you want to hear a laugh of recognition (laughs) or a moment where they go, hey, yeah, that is an interesting thing to bring up. Or, yeah, I hadn't really looked at it from that angle before. One of the last things I think you want to hear is the second half of an exhausted yawn. I am not being a good partner to you, and I am, I'm sorry for letting you down. Is Miranda even out there? Not when Harry, not there. when She's Harry, inside. and everyone agrees that you can't beat an illegal Cuban cigar after dinner. No. Yeah. She's not out there then, but that's not to say she couldn't at least share some of their respect and joy for an illegal Cuban cigar. Because she goes out. These are freshly lit. These are so freshly lit that Harry is still reveling in the joy that he and others experience from having an illegal Cuban cigar after dinner. I don't know how much these cigars cost, but they're not cheap. They're illegally imported. They're black market fodder. She walks out about 10 seconds into a party of four, four friends enjoying an illegal Cuban cigar at the best possible time, a.k.a. after dinner, and she shoes them inside. I know she's got some personal stuff to talk about with Steve, but she does not have control over the entranceway to a public space. How about you walk 10 to 15 metres down the fucking road and have your private conversation away from the bright lights and the crowds of people who have every right to stand where they're standing enjoying an illegal Cuban cigar? That seems to me like a reasonable course of action. But to just assume ownership of this area... so with you on this. ...and wave everyone inside as though they all... I know, people have got things that they need to deal with in their lives, but it is no one else's responsibility to know or care about the intricacies of what is happening with you in that moment. They're just trying to have a night out. They've been at the rehearsal dinner. Other people don't even know who Miranda is. She's standing there... Like she's been hired by the venue to clear the space so that she can have her own private conversations. It's bullshit. I truly believe that if I was in her shoes, I would take it elsewhere. I I really think that. Even in the depths of the horrible situation that they're in, I still think that I would have the presence of mind of others around me at a party to be like, you know what? We don't need to fucking blow up this stogie spot. Let's take this a couple of blocks southbound. You just, you just don't blow you know? up the stogie spot. And I hate cigars. But you just don't blow up the stogie spot. It's 
a special thing. Stogies aren't out all the time. It's special occasions. Big boy shit, you know? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, well, Do you I'm not glad... like them, though, Guy? No, I hate them. I hate the smell of them. I hate the taste of them. Oh, I quite like a cigar. I've never, ever been a cigarette smoker. Um, never really understood it, to be honest. I let, Let's get into that. I've never really got, to be honest, like how you become a cigarette smoker because you, I haven't become one myself. Uh, well, it's highly addictive and it looks cool and it's a, an easy way to fit in. It's a great way to meet people. I've never been Here's a cigarette smoker either. It's that, but it's it's there is a moment and at the start of every smoker's smoking career where they weren't a smoker before and they were like, "Hey, this fucking cancerous stick of death looks like a bit of me." And but, often they have to like power through the first one, and it's like, "I just, just what, what are you up to? Why are you doing that?" That's true of um, beer as well, though. No one, enjoy- no one enjoys their first beer. True. You know it's yeah, bad for you. You have to it's choose to ignore analogy. that information to power through to the idea of it one day being enjoyable. It might happen when it's too late and all of a sudden beer is so enjoyable that you can't enjoy life without beer. The same way with cigarettes. But, the, you know, the first time you're going into that, you're not doing it for the immediate response you're going to get out of it. You're doing it because of either you think it looks cool or... You like the idea of it, or you know, you like the idea of one day enjoying it. But I just can't escape the feeling that there's enough information out there now, and has been for the last twenty years, to be like, "Hey, or nah," because with beer you can enjoy a beer, but cigarettes it seems like I actually I do say I I say this often: cigarettes do not get their due in terms of how much people enjoy them. People always talk about the harm. And they always forget that people smoke them because it's fun. Like, people enjoy a cig, and I get that. But it's the kick-off point that I just... I find it difficult to reconcile about a lot... Not everyone, but a lot of people, you know, it's crazy addictive, super expensive, real bad for your health, and you're just like, yeah, no, this seems good. It seems like a cool and fabulous thing to be doing. I don't know, man. I'm with you. Never got it personally. I I agree. I think it's weird. It's a hard and weird thing to get into. But I also think that they do not get their due credit. If they weren't enjoyable, people wouldn't mm. be smoking them. It's true. There's no getting away from that fact. None. No potential way. I crave a cigarette the same way I crave a can of Coke. Do you still crave a can of Coke? I have never drank a can of Coke in my life. But the ah. branding and the marketing materials around it is so strong that I'll see someone drinking it and I'll be like, oh man, I would kill for one of those. I keep forgetting that about you. That is a really interesting quirk of your personhood, that you've never had a Coca-Cola. I've drunk sips of Coca-Cola, other people's Coca-Cola. I've never had a whole Coca-Cola. I've never bought myself a drink of Coca-Cola. And it's not for any particular reason, right? Growing up, I didn't like the fizz. <laughs> it's the same okay. reason, to be honest, it's the same reason I don't smoke cigarettes. I never, yeah. got, I never got into it when I was younger and it was cool. And then now I'm an adult and I've avoided that vice. I'm like, well, why would I start now? I got enough on as it is. 
Coke's got some good shit in it, though. It's got a lot of sugar, and it's got a lot of caffeine, and it's cold. So if you need a coffee, but it's a hot day, Coke's there for you. Nah, it's got too much sugar in it. Yeah, it's true. I like a lovely LaCroix. LaCroix? What do you? What can you see yourself doing with the rest of today? To, to take yourself back and really restore goodness in your life after this devastating kickoff? Uh, well, I'm pretty confident that I have uh, still slightly ill and now uh, annoyed partner. So I will. Uh, I look forward to to hanging out, and then I go for a run. I'll do some work. I'm going to watch a bunch of comedy shows tonight. Um, I mean, I, I will it's live. Well, do you know what's actually awful? I was going to say I'll live secure in the knowledge I've got you know, three days off from Sex and City, but I don't. Today's Friday. I'll get tomorrow yep. off. I'll get the rest of today off. And then come Sunday, bang, Monty and Tim back at the wheel. In front of a live studio audience after we've watched it. We won't watch it in front of you. That's fucked up. That's not a live event. That's just bad art, I think. Yeah. Not like it's, this podcast. It's a exhibition. Yeah. All right, my man. What are you going to do? Because we're ending this conversation. It it really does feel like it. Uh, Look, all I've got on my mind is having a shower and leaving this house and probably pursuing coffee being poured down my throat. All right. Much love and respect, brother. See you later. Oh, hey, listen, everyone. If you're in Auckland, you got to come. you got to come to this live show, truly, or else it is for nothing. It's happening on Sunday. It's probably already been. You're probably listening to this late. But look, if you could come, if you could bring a friend, that'd be so good. It's just 15 bucks. If you go to littleempirepodcast.com slash live, the link is there. And if if you're listening from one of the following cities, Los Angeles, New York City, Chicago, or Portland, Oregon, you also have live shows coming up in the month of June. So please go to littleempirepodcast.com slash live. Check it out. See if it's for you. I love you. I hate this movie. I hate talking about it, but I'll keep doing it for a little bit longer. Guy, I'm sorry Tim, I wasn't I a ended, good podcast partner to you. I ended this episode about half an hour ago. Mm. We just have a good rhythm together, you know. I, he sort of feels me out. I feel him out. And uh, we go for it. 